Welcome to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD, a fresh perspective on relationships, success, and happiness for high-achieving moms. Hey there, it's Jenny. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Your Rules. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about one of my favorite self-coaching power questions. I recently was talking to a client, and she mentioned that this one question that I taught her to ask herself has completely changed her experience of her life around the house and made a huge difference. And I realized I have not talked about it here on the podcast. So let's discuss the question you can ask yourself at any time you're feeling frustrated or angry with someone, or you're just desperate for them to stop doing this thing that's annoying you. You can ask yourself, why is this a problem for me? Okay, and it seems very simple, but what happens in our brain is that when we are having a feeling we don't like, a discomfort of stress or anxiety or frustration or anger, whatever the case, our brain automatically wants to blame that feeling on something external to us. So my son said those words, if he would just be nicer to me, then I could feel good, right? If my husband would just do all the things that he said he was going to do around the house, then I could relax and not be so stressed out. If my boss would just be more direct with me, then I wouldn't be so anxious about going to work, right? We could go on a long, long list, but just notice whenever you are feeling really anxious, frustrated, angry with someone and something that they're doing, you want to force your brain to answer, why is that a problem for me? really. Because the reason it's a problem for you, spoiler alert, is that there's an emotion you're feeling around that that you don't want to feel anymore. And you are thinking, if they would just change what they're doing, then I wouldn't have to feel bad anymore. Okay. And it's very unsurprising that we would do this because there's one of those unspoken rules that I've talked about a number of times is believing that someone else needs to change in order for you to feel better. It's a rule that we are taught from childhood, right? Think of how often we tell kids, you hurt their feelings or that person hurt my feelings. We talk about this all the time that other people are causing us to have hurt feelings or sadness. And we talk about this a lot. If you go in any Facebook group, right, you'll hear people complaining that they can't be happy because of their boss or their husband or their parent or their kids or whatever. And so we really believe this This oversimplification that other people cause our feelings. I won't say it's a lie because indirectly that is true, but there's a middle step there. So something external happens to you, whether it's someone else's words or actions or, you know, the weather being what it is or anything out there in the world, right? Something happens and then we have a thought about it and the feeling that that creates for us. So there's this intermediate step where our brain interprets it and makes it mean something about us that then gives us a feeling. And because of that, when someone else does something and you feel bad, your brain is like, they have to change so I can feel better, right? And then you immediately go to like, the only way I can stop feeling anxious is if my husband does this the way I think. If this person agrees with me, then I don't have to be frustrated with them anymore. If this person would go get vaccinated for COVID, then I will not feel anxious about my family, whatever the case may be. And I want to stop here and point out that Just because you have those thoughts or beliefs does not necessarily mean that they don't can't be true. They can't be a belief you want to continue to hold. Um, Those beliefs sometimes you are going to go and choose to continue believing, right? 
this might be why you end up not having a certain friendship anymore or changing to a new job or changing uh, to be married to some, you know, divorcing your spouse or whatever the case may be or setting a boundary. So it's not that those thoughts are a problem, but it's often that we don't recognize those thoughts are happening, that intermediate step. And that is where all of our power to determine our response and to make our life better really sits, okay? Because the fact is, if you don't feel well, there are kind of three different places where you can feel better, right? One is changing that other person's actions or the external situation. Another is working on your thoughts, right? And another would be just accepting how you feel. And I'm going to talk more about that next week. But what I want, the reason I say all that is to say, when you feel frustrated or angry or whatever feeling you're having, and you your brain is saying, that person needs to change, that person's annoying me, that person's hurting my feelings, that person's the problem, okay, the first step to getting that sorted out for yourself is to force your brain to answer, why is it a problem for me? And when you ask, why is it a problem for me, you will come up with something like, you know, it's a problem for me that my husband isn't doing that because now I have to do it, right? Or because now I have to call that person and I don't want to. You know, it's a problem for me that my son is acting this way because now my mom's going to judge me, right? It's a problem for me that my boss is saying that because now I don't know what he's expecting. And so I'm constantly at work, extra hours, trying to get his approval, et cetera, et cetera, right? So what you will find when you ask, why is this a problem for me, is what your brain is doing with their actions. And that is going to give you the solution that you need to seek to to address it. So, you know, if it's like, I am miserable in my marriage because my husband never, you know, helps around the house, right? So you would ask yourself, why is this a problem for me? Okay, well, maybe it's because I think that if you love someone, you should do things to help them. Uh, or maybe it's that doesn't really matter to you so much. It's just that your marriage is a mess because they won't do things because then you feel like you have to do all of these things, right? And there could be a whole long list of reasons. But when you find those things, then what you find as your answer to this question, why is this a problem for me, directs you to your solution. So for example, if I absolutely love my husband, he's wonderful, and I think he should, you know, buy all the birthday presents and spend a lot of time for all these birthday parties and make the kids healthier lunches and all these things, right? If I ask myself why those things are a problem for me, I'll come to, okay, well, I believe this is important, right? And then I might realize, well, Kevin doesn't really think it's important. So then I get to decide, okay, do I want to do it? Or do I want to stop believing that this is important and decide it's not that big of a deal? Do I want to hire someone else to do it, right? And so as you think of those options, you'll be like, no, I don't want to hire anyone else. But you'll find another reason. Why is it a problem for me to hire someone else? Well, that's more work. Well, that's more money I don't want to spend, right? Um, Or you might say, like has happened to me with a few things. Uh, why is this a problem for me? I think he should do X with the kids. And then I asked myself, and then I realized, you know, somewhere in my brain, I was just assuming that we always had to do this for kids to be good parents. But it's possible that that is not a requirement to be good parents. And if it doesn't matter too much to Kevin, like maybe I'm going to decide I don't have to be a perfect mom and make this happen for my kids. And then I will just accept the fact that we won't, you know, impress all the parents at school with that particular thing, right? Or I might come and say, you know, actually, I think this is very important for my kids' health or their social life. And I care so much about it that I am going to bring it up to my husband and tell him that he, you know, it's really important to me and ask him directly to change it, right? Or I'm going to take time out of my schedule to make it happen, or I'm going to ask another parent to help me do it, right? But so 
Or like with your boss, same thing. Why is this a problem for me, right? Well, maybe what they're doing isn't really a problem, except that you have this belief that you have to please your boss, or you have this belief that, you know, you can't enjoy your work if someone else doesn't validate you all the time, or you have this problem with boundaries where you're overworking and you want your boss to tell you something they're not ever going to be able to tell you. And now you're working too late and your family's upset, right? So if you find, oh, it's a problem for me because I'm working so late and, you know, feeling like I never know when I'm done. Okay. Well, now you've got a choice. Now you have some power because now you can say, okay, do I want to work on my tendency to be a people pleaser, to look for external validation? Do I want to learn to just set my own boundaries with work and trust myself? And do I want to be okay with the fact that I might feel a little bit nervous that my boss doesn't like me, but just let that go so I can be home for my family? Do I want to start looking for a new job because I don't want to work on that side of myself and I would prefer a different situation? Do I want to talk to my boss and let them know? And now if you do talk to the other person, you know, about what you found was a problem for you, when you go and speak to them, now you get to come to them with a much more authentic conversation. So like in this example with your husband, let's say he's not doing projects around the house that he said he would. And so that's a problem for you ask yourself, why is that a problem for me? And you realize because you're taking this mental load over and over of running the list in your mind, wondering if he's actually going to do what he says he's going to do, because often he doesn't. Maybe you're trying to figure out how to fit that into your schedule now because you feel like it's a safety issue with whatever's going on at the house, but he doesn't, et cetera, right? So now when you go to him, instead of being like, hey, you know, what is wrong with you? You're never helping around the house. Like you're so late, like, like this sort of like you need to do what you say you're going to do kind of energy. You can come with the insight that you discovered. So you can be like, hey, you know, I am just finding myself kind of worrying about all these things over and over. And I know you said you're going to do them, but then I worry not. And, you know, I obviously like, I'm a little bit more stressed about this than you are, which is totally fine. We're totally different people, but you know, I'm just wondering how we can solve this because it's hard for me to relax and enjoy our time together because I'm worrying about this. And I also know that this might come across to you that I don't trust you or love you or believe what you're saying. And that's absolutely not the case. I just want you to know, like, for me, I have a hard time letting it go because my mind just kind of circles on this to-do list. And I know that we both care about us having quality time together. So I'm wondering how we can solve this, right? So now you've created a conversation where all you've done has been authentic about and vulnerable about your emotions in that situation, right? And they may or may not respond well, but you're coming to them with this energy that you can be proud of and calm and confident about versus this accusatory energy, which then they're going to be defensive back. And then you're going to get defensive because you're kind of all both all riled up um, and very emotionally attached to it, right? So you've actually taken some ownership. And so that's why I love this question. Why is this a problem for me? Because you learn, even if you don't change anything, you learn so much about yourself. And so often when we don't ask this question, we end up feeling stuck, right? We're like, well, that person won't do that. And I don't want to leave that person. And I am just stuck. I just have to do it all. I have to do it all. Or I have to feel miserable. There's no other option, right? And this question, why is this a problem for me, gets you out of being stuck. And it helps you think of all of the creative options you have, right? Including being authentic and vulnerable and owning, hey, this is how my brain works. And I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not apologizing for it, but I want to bring to you how my brain works and problem solve it, right? And and then you've now understood how your brain works and why it's a problem for your brain, right? Or you have these options to just bypass the issue completely and hire someone else to do the part that's a problem for you and let the rest go, right? 
Or you can just decide, okay, part of the deal of living with this person is this is going to slightly bother me, but I'm deciding not such a big deal and I'm just going to allow it to be there. But in any case, you now have so many more options where you are back in the driver's seat and you're not feeling stuck. Um, so I love this question. Try it out. I promise you it will make a huge difference. And if you ask it at first and you say, why is this a problem for me? And then you get, you know, some kind of like superficial answer that doesn't really help you just ask it again. Okay. Well, why is that a problem for you? Why is that a problem for me? Well, I get angry. Okay. Well, why does that make you angry? Okay. Well, like why? And you may have to ask this, why is it a problem for me? Sort of five to seven times, but I promise you, you'll find that what's going on is that it's a problem for you. Something about it's making you feel an emotion you don't like, and then you will have so many options, which I will talk in, about in more detail next week, uh, some of the options that you will come up with and how you can address those. So I hope you have an amazing weekend. Reach out and message me if you have questions, you want to apply this to your life. And as always, if you are having a hard time picturing how this might work for you, that is what I do for my clients. This client that told me this concept changed her life, she's followed all my stuff, she's listened to everything I've written and talked about, and yet it took totally was a light bulb moment for her when she actually sat down with me and we talked about her life and I helped her apply this and see it. It's now a completely different concept that has a lot more true impact on her life. And that is what I do in my coaching. So reach out, let's do a consult and let's talk about it. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Rethink Your Rules with Jenny Hobbs, MD. Would you like to learn more about how to apply this to your own life through personalized coaching with Jenny? Visit us on the web at jennyhobbsmd.com to schedule a free consultation. If you found value in what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast and giving us a five-star rating so we can reach even more women like you.